I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the social media broadcast that equips, encourages, and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you've got a key role to play for the kingdom in the earth. So thank you for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. This week's a little different than the norm because I'm actually pre-recording. I'm traveling this week to Houston to do a bunch of filming at CTN, but I wanted to make sure I got something out to you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you something I pre-recorded. And what we're going to do this week is we're going to expose some lies of the enemy. If you were with me last week, you heard about the prophetic word the Lord gave me that there was a all-out assault from hell coming that's targeted at your soul. And as usual, when God highlights us to what, um, uh, or, or makes us aware, I should say, when he highlights what hell is up to or makes us aware of the plans of hell, it's never so that we are afraid. It's always so that we're aware and sort of forewarned so we can be forearmed. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's show, go and listen to it or go and watch it on the, my YouTube channel. It was called Prophetic Words for 5783, The Answer to Hell's All-Out Assault. And it will go into greater detail about what this assignment from hell is. But even more, the important thing it really goes into is it gives the strategic, strategic keys, weapons, and tools the Lord has highlighted for us to use to see this assault that hell has planned rendered completely null and void and actually we'll all get turned to the good when we stand in the place and use these weapons and tools that that god revealed prophetically so go back and listen to that show this show what i want to do is i want to help expose a lie of the enemy and deal with a lie of the enemy and kind of disarm a lie of the enemy. One of the main things the enemy's been up to this whole year is this assignment of discouragement. And it's been a major assignment for discouragement. Actually, what the Lord is, what the Lord showed me was what the enemy really wants to do is discourage to the point of at least giving up. You know, at least laying down, giving up, disengaging. But it, what hell really wants is to discourage under the point of apostasy, to get us actually to turn from God. Well, that's not going to happen. We're going we're gonna to not only expose this lie, but I'm going to share the truth with you that one of the big lies has been discouragement. One of the big assignments has been discouragement. And one of the ways that's been happening is this sense of what's the point to anything. And I mean, from our faith standpoint, like, what's the point of praying? What's the point of worshiping? What's the point of doing all this stuff? None of it seems to be working. I'm going to share with you from this pre-recorded message that we're going to cut to in just a minute. Um, uh, I'm going to share with you how you've been having way more impact than you've realized. One of the things that can happen is... In those seasons when like uh, the enemy's trying to get us discouraged, and think about what that word is. Discouraged means to be discouraged. What did the Lord say to Joshua when he was raising Joshua up as a leader, as a solution bringer, as a difference maker, as one of his heroes, champions, and warriors just like you? Well, he actually told uh, uh, Joshua, don't be afraid, be encouraged, be courageous, be bold, be courageous. God encourages the devil discourages. And when God encourages, it's not this mandate to perform. It's not this, here's the assignment. Now, you know, uh, uh, 
toughen up and go out and do it. No, when God encourages, when God says, be bold, be courageous, there's not just assignment in that. There's actual uh, a release. There's actual anointing for boldness and courage in that. God literally encourages us. He, 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 he reminds us who he is. He reminds us who we are. He reminds us that it's his victory that we're moving in and we become bold. We become courageous in that we become like David where we can run at the giants that are trying to discourage, threaten, intimidate, say, who do you think you are? I know who my God is. I know I am who, who I am with and for my God. But I know for me, the first several months of this year, because God, as, a, as a, a prophetic voice and as a prophetic feeler, as in part of the, the, the tribe of Issachar, as it were, with the son of Issachar anointing of discerning the times, one of the things the Lord has blessed me with is he often lets me live through an experience of what the body of Christ is about to come into, both the glorious things and the challenging things. And it's for a couple reasons. One, it's so I'm really aware of what's going on because I am a prophetic feeler and I'll feel atmospheres, I'll feel situations, I'll feel what's going on. But even more than that, it's to be very aware that God is bigger than all of it, that that the, the weapons, tools, tactics, strategies, blueprints, and battle plans he gives us works because I've always seen him work. But it's also so I have a lot of compassion for what the body of Christ is going to come into and needs to sort of shake off to make sure that we continue to walk in victory and multiplication and increase that is our role here as dominion stewards in the earth. And so God blessed me with an extended season earlier in this year where I really felt this assault on the soul. And I really felt this assault of discouragement. Now, I've been in full-time ministry for almost 18 years now. It'll be 18 years um, in just a couple of weeks. Early, early November, mid-November, actually, I guess mid-November. It'll be 18 years of full-time ministry. Early November will be 20 years of walking with the Lord. Um, and 19 years of ministry, 18 years of full-time ministry. And I've gone to, what is it, 39 or 40 nations now. I've co-labored with the Lord to see salvations, healings, miracles all over the world. I've gotten to produce lots of teachings and media, and I've gotten to minister to precious ones in the streets, the most broken and downtrodden. I've gotten to prophesy over world leaders. I've been very blessed to co-labor with God and see some great and glorious things happen. Now, the only reason I bring that up is because the first part of this year, this assault of discouragement came against me so hard that I, every single day I would have these thoughts of what's the point to any of this? Has anything that I've done amounted to anything? Is there any real point to any of it? Is, 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 is there any fruit to any of it? Has, has anything be accomplished by any of this? And it was, I knew it was nonsense because I would actually take time each day to sit in my prayer chair and thank God and reflect with God and, and think back with God of the amazing things I've seen him do through Robert Hodgkin Ministries, Men on the Front Lines, the different ways I've served in Patricia King Ministries over the years, the, the things I've seen him do through one-on-one -on -one prayer out on the streets um, to, to the drug addicts, the, the prostitutes, the homeless, to the different nations that I've seen. I would have, but I'd have to be really intentional and bring these things to memory. 
and, and bring the testimony into my heart and into my thoughts and give praise to God for it. And then this discouragement go away. Cause I think that's just lies. Look at this wonderful thing. God did look at this amazing thing. God did look at what God did here. Look at what God did there. Look at what God taught me in that set of circumstances. Look at what God did for this precious one and that precious one. And I would do this every single day. And yet every day, the next day, there'd be a salt of what's the point? What does it matter? In the midst of all this, God reminded me of one of the lowest and most discouraged points I've ever had in my walk with him. And as many of you know, it was during my um, extended season of overcoming some very serious, very mysterious and very limiting and debilitating health challenges. And there was a point in that when I was incredibly discouraged. And the Lord took me into a vision and showed me something that really helped me understand we are having so much more impact for the kingdom of God in the earth than we ever realize. And in this pre-recorded message I'm about to I'm about to cut to here for you all, I share that testimony. But what it really is, is it's to help open your eyes, to help shatter this lie of the enemy of discouragement, and to really, really, really help encourage you that you're having so much more impact for the kingdom of God than you realize. That standing in faith, that that it, Bottom line, and, and I don't want to. I don't want to do the teaching before we cut to the teaching. I don't want to do the word of encouragement and share the revelation before we go to it. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I love sharing this though because it's so encouraging. So whether you need encouragement right now, or whether you've heard the word about this assault coming against the soul, and one of the main weapons of the enemy is going to be discouragement. This will help forearm you to be able to put the enemy in his place when he tries this so it doesn't land. Get ready to hear this word of encouragement and get ready to have your eyes and your heart and your understanding open to the reality that you're having so much more impact for the kingdom of God in the earth than you've ever realized. Just before we cut to that, I have a couple announcements for you. Number one, I want to make sure you know, not only that my new book, Realms of Power, is out, all about operating in untapped dimensions of Holy Spirit power. It is out. But here's the deal. It's not officially available until October 18th. You can pre-order it on Amazon. You can pre-order it at barnesandnoble.com. You can probably pre-order it at most of your um, Christian bookstores. You can pre-order it at christiandiscountbook.com. Uh, you can pre-order the Kindle edition. You can pre-order the Apple iBook edition. But here's the really cool thing. You can actually take advantage of our pre-release sale and get a copy of Realms of Power and start moving in these untapped dimensions of Holy Spirit power by going to our online store because we got a pallet of these books. So we're doing a pre-release sale, 20% off the cover price, plus every copy you order will be signed, blessed, and prayed over by me for a great grace for you to begin moving in these 12 realms of power that the Lord highlighted to me in a divine visitation that he wants his people moving in in this season so we can put him on display in notable, remarkable ways and advance the kingdom and advance the kingdom and advance the kingdom and advance the kingdom because we're in epic and historic days. This book is going to bring down the, the other lie the enemy's been telling, that look at all that's going on. We're powerless to do anything about it. That's an absolute lie from the pit of hell. We've been empowered by the Spirit of God 
We've been promised that we have power by the victorious risen Lord. We just simply need to be aware of the realms of power we've been blessed with. And then the neat, the neat thing about this book is God gave me not only scripture by scripture, revelation by revelation, ways of opening your eyes and ears and hearts to the realms of power that you've been given, opening your faith to it, but also simple steps for you to start tapping into and moving in these realms of power, simple activation steps. So if you go to patriciakingministries.com, that store link, and you do, um, you, 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 you uh, search for realms of power in the little search field in the upper right-hand corner, or you'll see the cover right on the store uh, landing page under new releases. If you order from that site, you automatically get this special pre-release sale. And that'll only be going on for a little while longer. This may be the last week or next week's the last week. But I wanted to make sure you knew that our pre-release sale is coming to an end. We've sold a significant number of that first pallet of books, but we do have some left. And it's the only place right now you can get an actual physical copy of the book. For those of you overseas, you've been asking me about this. The best thing I can tell you is um, eventually you'll be able to order a hard copy. And I get it. I like hard copies too. But Apple iBooks had a really good deal where you can get their digital version of the book with all the really cool digital extras that come with it, the little features that come with it. And they were doing a pre-order special um, or a pre-release special of their own. You won't get the digital copy until October 18th, I don't believe, but that's coming up quickly. But you get it at half off the cover price. So for overseas people who have been asking me, how do I get a copy? How do I get a copy? That's the best way. Because right now we're only shipping the pre-release sale copy in the USA and Canada because outside of there, shipping fees are just insane right now. So the other thing I want to make sure you know about real quick, is our Men on the Frontlines Heroes Arise Southwest 2022 event, Words of Fire. It's coming up in just a couple of weeks, October 14th and 15th, Friday evening and all day Saturday. And God's promise for this event and this lineup of powerful speakers is he is going to use this event like a burning bush encounter for you. We're in the season of burning bush encounters. The Lord told me that earlier this year, and his promise is to be a fire in our midst at this event and speak to everyone who attends, just as he spoke to Moses at the burning bush. And God's agenda through this event, through releasing these words of fire in messages, ministry, the prophetic, in worship, is to deal with everything that's blocked, hindered, interfered, or delayed you from walking in the fullness of all that you've been created for and called to. So I want to speak specifically to those of you who have been discouraged, who maybe you stepped out into your calling, or maybe you, you launched out into that business or that ministry and it didn't seem to work out, and you've been discouraged. And like Moses, you kind of feel like you've been on the backside of nowhere. You tried to make it happen and it just didn't. The Lord's promise to us is that he is going to free you from everything that's blocked, hindered, interfered, or delayed that. And he's also going to fuel you and further you. That's what the fire does. The fire not only burns up all that self-doubt, self-pity, uh, traps, attacks, tactics of the enemy that block, hinder, interfere, or delay, or seem to make things dead or dormant, like they're never going to happen. The fire burns those things up, but it all, it frees you from that, but it also fuels you 
to, to step out again in faith and hope and encouragement and expectation. And it furthers you to move in those things. Just like after Moses' burning bush encounter, 40 years on the backside of nowhere meant nothing. All of a sudden he was freed, fueled, and furthered in everything that we called to and, and, and created for. And he had that Holy Spirit moxie to go back again and again and again until the full breakthrough happened. That's the fire. That's the fuel of the fire that fuels you to do more, see more, expect more, and have more breakthrough for you. So go to menonthefrontlines.com and there's an events link and you'll see the banner, the Words of Fire event banner. Click on that and it gets you to the info page and registration page. The first registration link is you scroll down. I think it's a green button you'll see is for in-studio. We've got room for 50, 60 guys maybe in the studio. Now we have actually we have more room for that. For, we have room for more than that in the studio, but we're also going to be feeding you meals and we're, it's really going to be a time of great fellowship in addition to everything else. Cause we're going to have meals together. We've got a great adventure time planned for you Saturday afternoon before coming back for the worship and the prophetic um, session Saturday night. But because of the meals and where we're going to set things up to feed you, we really only have room for about 50 to 60 guys. So you want to lock in that registration now. But here's the cool thing. If you can't get to Maricopa, if you can't get to our studio and can't join us for the sessions in the studio and for the adventure session that we've got planned Saturday afternoon, you can still register online. We've added an online streaming uh, feature. So that's the second registration. So like guys on the East Coast that said they can't make it for this one, but they're signing up and registering. So you'll still be a part of all the messages, all the ministry, all the prophetic, all the, the releases and impartations. You'll get all that. The only thing you won't be a part of is we won't be streaming the uh, adventure session we have going on uh, Saturday afternoon just because it's too difficult to get cameras out there and get all that going on. But if you're in with us, it's going to be super fun. But you can sign up for the streaming if you can't get here. And last thing, ladies, you're often asking, can I come to a Men on the Front Lines event? They sound so powerful. They sound so fun. Well, now you can. You can sign up for the streaming and be a part of every single one of the in-studio sessions. So go to menonthefrontlines.com, click the events link, and you'll see all the information. And first you'll see the uh, registration for in-studio, and then you'll see the registration for online. Join us for this event. It's going to be powerful, and it's going to be fire. That's Words of Fire, October 14th and 15th. All right, let's go to this pre-recorded message that I did that's really going to expose this lie of the enemy, break through this, this lie of discouragement, and really, really encourage you and show you from heaven's perspective just how much impact you're having for the kingdom of God here in the earth. We are living in truly epic and historic days. We are living in times of light versus darkness on a grand scale, wickedness versus righteousness on a grand scale. And we've been handpicked by God. You have been handpicked by God to be here now and to be one of his dominion stewards in the earth. You are in the midst of probably the most exciting time to be alive since the first century church. Um, uh, God wants to put himself on display to you and through you 
in ways you've not even imagined. But part of what comes with seasons like this, exciting as they are, epic as they are, historic as they are, biblical as they are, is the enemy is even more aware of what's going on than you are, than we are. And one of the things he's doing in this season is working overtime to lie to you and tell you that you are powerless, that there's nothing you can do on a grand scale to affect all that's going on in the earth that you're so clearly seeing, the enemy on parade, the enemy on display. And the truth is, in ourselves, there's nothing we can do. But here's the exciting news. We're not in ourselves and we're not by ourselves. Our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are not ours. They are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. And in this season, we are seeing strongholds of the enemy starting to come down. They're being exposed. Uh, we as believers are clearly seeing them and we are choosing to target them with prayer and decrees and all of our mighty weapons in God. And we're going to see them come down. The enemy is very aware of this, but we're also as epic and historic as these times are. It's very much also a first Kings 18 and 19 time. And I know you know that passage well, but here we are in first Kings 18 and Elijah has like this incredible, epic, historic, biblical victory against the enemy that has used uh, King Ahab and Queen Jezebel to turn the nation away from God. The spirits of Ahab, the spirit of Jezebel are working through these two, and they've turned an entire nation away from God. Can you relate to what we're seeing in our nation today with our leadership here in the USA, leadership in Canada, leadership in Europe, leadership all over the world? is knowingly or unknowingly being used by the enemy, his powers, his principalities, his minions and their ministrations to turn nations away from God. We don't have to be afraid of that, but we do need to be aware of it. So like Elijah, we can deal with it. And that's what you're here for. That's what you're made for. You are here to be an Elijah and to call down the fire of God in the spirit to consume and destroy the things that have turned your bloodline, your, your family, your prodigals, your neighborhood, your city, your region, your nation, this world away from God. Truly exciting. And you're going to see God do great things through you. But one of the tricks of the enemy in seasons like this is to try to trick us into embracing a first Kings 19 season when we're having first King 18 times. And so again, first King 18, Elijah has this massive victory over uh, all of the occultic power of the enemy that has been used by Queen Jezebel and King Ahab to turn the nation away from God and to, and to keep them going away from God. Elijah stands up. One man, one woman with God is always in the majority. One man, one woman with God willing to believe that God still cares about your nation, cares about the people of your nation, that God's still there, God is completely aware, and God absolutely cares and wants to do something about it. One man, one woman with God can shift everything in the nation or even in the earth. And we're starting to see that happen. We're starting to see some changes in our nation as we, as the body of Christ, stand up individually and together. Prayer, intercession, worship, all that's been going on, decrees, declarations, all that's been going on. What happens after Elijah has this massive victory 
and then is supernaturally empowered by God to become a sign and a wonder himself and physically outrun the chariots of Ahab. God turns him into the flash. God gives him super speed. He outraces the chariots of Ahab. So he's seen God open the heavens and turn an entire nation back to him. He has seen God supernaturally empower him to be a sign and a wonder. The enemy has seen all this as well. And the enemy begins to get really afraid that his time is over. So through Queen Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel through the queen threatens Elijah. And the threat doesn't make a lot of sense because the entire occultic power structure behind uh, Queen Jezebel and King Ahab has actually been taken out on Mount Carmel. But the enemy knows what buttons the push. I don't fully understand it, but I've experienced you probably have too. Even after a great victory, the enemy always seems to know what to highlight or what to threaten or what to point at. And the next thing we know, even after all these victories, even after signs and wonders and becoming a sign of wonder, it really hits Elijah hard. He believes this threat, is scared by this threat, and goes out to the desert wanting to die. Right now, the enemy is terrified of what's going on in the spirit. Right now, the enemy is terrified of you and what you're believing for, what you're contending for, what you're made for, what your role is to play for the kingdom in the earth, the victories that you've had, and even more, the victories that you're going to have. Because you being willing to stand in faith, you, willing, you being willing to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, not only your Savior, but Lord, and that he wants to come and shift things. And again, once again, your bloodline, your family, your, your, your neighborhood, your city, your, your region, your nation, this world. There is so much power in that. The enemy's terrified of it. So the enemy is working overtime right now to lie to, to threaten, to intimidate, and especially to discourage the body of Christ, that this is how things are, this is how they're going to be, it's going to get darker. I want to remind you, we've talked about this before, but I want to remind you, in Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3, which is a great passage of scripture to spend time in right now, it's God tells us to behold there's darkness in the earth and deep darkness on the people. He wants us to see it, not so we get discouraged, not so we despair, not so we get depressed or we give up or we sit down or, 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 or give up. He wants us to see it because we're here to deal with it in his authority, by his power, all to his glory. But that's what we're here for. That's what you are here for. So while, the, while God is highlighting darkness in the earth and deep darkness on the people, so you're aware of it and you'll press into him for battle plans, blueprints, strategies, tactics um, on how to take the enemy out in your spheres of influence and the, the nation you're in and the nations that are on your heart. The enemy is pointing to that darkness and that deep darkness to discourage you, to make you feel like you're not having any impact. And my heart has really been for those who feel like they're on the sidelines right now or those who feel like they prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing seems to be happening. Nothing seems to be shifting. I want you to know you're having way, way more impact than you realize. I want to tell you a story. You may have heard this testimony from me before, but I think it's a really good story to share with you all right now to encourage you that you're having much more impact than you realize. Many of you know in my testimony, I went through over a decade, 12 plus years of really serious, really challenging, really debilitating uh, health challenges. 
Um, I work with doctors all over the world and no one for the longest time, for over 12 years, nobody could figure out what was going on, why I was getting so sick and, and weak. I was withering and wasting away. I was down to about 145, 147 pounds where my normal is 185 pounds. And I was so weak, I couldn't stand up throughout a whole shower. Many days I couldn't get out of bed or get off the couch. I would burn with fever all day long and nobody could figure out what was going on. One of the biggest challenges I had in that time is I would get discouraged. And one of the things that discouraged me the most is I looked around and I felt like all of my peers in ministry were doing what I was supposed to be doing before this hit. Even when it hit, I continued to go around the world. I continued to preach the gospel. I continued to be a prophetic voice to the nations. I continued to go and decree and declare the word of the Lord into different cities and nations and regions all over the world. I continued to work miracles. I continued to express the, uh, the, the kingdom into the earth, wherever God opened doors for me and, and would declare and move in whatever he told me to do in those places and at those meetings. But I was getting weaker and weaker, sicker and sicker and more and more discouraged. I ended up taking a six month medical sabbatical and it lasted for over two years because I got so sick and so weak. During that time, I'm looking around feeling like, man, I'm totally on the sidelines. I'm not in my calling. I'm not moving in the fullness of my calling to be a prophetic voice to the nations. I'm not moving in the fullness of my calling to, to travel the world and release the kingdom out into this world through my preaching, through my prayers, through my decrees and declarations, through the working of miracles, through prophetic messages and prophetic words. And one day I was in my prayer chair. I'd had the strength to get out of bed. I put the kettle on, made a pot of tea and came and kind of collapsed into my prayer chair and started having a prayer time with the Lord that really quickly turned into sort of a murmuring, complaining time with the Lord. And I was telling the Lord, I feel like nothing's working. I've prayed every prayer. I've decreed every decree. And yet I feel like I'm getting sicker and weaker. And, and what I was really wrestling with, though, as much as anything, as much as the weakness, as much as the sickness, was feeling sidelined and discouraged. And like the enemy had taken me out of my calling. All of a sudden, the Lord took me into a vision. And in this vision, it was many, many, many years in the future. I looked healthy. I looked strong. Um, but I knew it was many, many years in the future. Somehow, you know, in the visions of the Lord, you just, you just have a fullness of understanding of what he's showing you. And yet it was at the end of my time in the earth, after, after many, many more years, and I was coming into heaven, and the Lord was greeting me, and he was walking me into heaven, greeting me and bringing me into heaven. And as he did so, all of these people were coming up to me and saying, Robert, thank you for when you ministered healing to me. Robert, thank you for when you prayed for me. Thank you when you released that healing miracle to me. Person after person after person after person. And I turned to the Lord and I said to him, Lord, you know me. I'm not really good with names, but I'm, I'm really good, pretty darn good with faces. I don't recognize any of these people. I don't remember praying for any of them, ministering to any of them, releasing miracles to any of them. And all of a sudden, the Lord looked me in the eye and he said, every time you declared, I am the Lord who heals, that word went forth and someone was touched. And this revelation exploded in me that the enemy had been lying to me and I had bought into his lie. It's not that my portion was sickness or weakness. It was that even while overcoming those things, I was still being used mightily of God. Every time I declared the word of the Lord, it went forth and it went out into the spirit and it went out and touched someone. And then what was really amazing is the Lord asked me a question. He said, what if the greatest call upon your life 
What if a, the, the greatest call upon your life, even greater than being a prophetic voice to the nations, even greater than being sent to the nations to preach the gospel, what if the greatest call upon your life is to be one of my Job warriors in this hour who will stand with me and stand for me no matter what the enemy sends against you? What if the greatest call upon your life is to decree and declare and believe I am the Lord who heals no matter what? And what if that launches the next great healing revival that the next generation of preachers will walk in and I will get all the glory and more souls than you could possibly imagine. And I'm thinking about this as the Lord presented this all to me. And here was my response. Um, I'm going to be perfectly blunt. My first thought was of myself. And I said, Lord, does that mean I won't see the full manifestation of my healing? And immediately, firmly, lovingly, but firmly, the Lord said, that's not what I said. And the way he said it, when he said it, it came into me and I received a, 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 a full understanding of what he was saying. He was saying, that's not what I'm saying. What he was doing was helping get my eyes off me. And my, and my understanding of my understanding and my take and my feeling sidelined because I wasn't doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. He was helping me see you are being used mightily simply by believing that I am Lord, simply by choosing to decree and declare in the midst of all that's going on that I am the Lord who heals. Even as I contend for the full manifestation of my healing that I have through the cross of Calvary that I hadn't seen yet, something in being willing to contend for that, believe for that, and continue continue to pray and decree and declare. I realized that that wasn't me being sidelined by the enemy with sickness. It was God outmaneuvering the enemy and me being willing to continue to stand in faith, pray in faith, decree in faith. We're releasing things out in the spirit that we're not only releasing healing miracles to other, others, was not only through the substance of my faith, establishing what would now what has become now the, my manifestation of healing but i was contending by declaring the truth especially when things didn't look and feel like that truth i was contending and helping to establish a move of god that will break out and break forth and i may be like one of the great cloud of witnesses um and and be watching it from heaven when it happens but i will still have been a part of it you are doing the exact same thing you are having so much more impact for the kingdom in the earth than you realize. And if you feel discouraged, if you feel sidelined, I get it, but that's a lie from the enemy. Choosing to believe that Jesus is Lord, having reverence, having awe, having love, having respect for our God in this world today is releasing things out into the spirit that is mighty. It's releasing light out to shatter darkness. It's releasing truth out to break lies. It's releasing reverence all and respect out into an atmosphere that mocks God, that doesn't even believe in God, that dismisses God. You standing in faith is having such an impact. When the Apostle Paul talks about the, the, the light and momentary afflictions are nothing compared to the eternal weight of glory that will be revealed, he's not simply talking about the weight of glory that will be revealed when you step from this realm in the earth into your eternal reward in heaven. I believe he's saying in the midst of these light and momentary afflictions here in this temporal realm, and let's get real, they don't often seem light and they rarely seem temporary, but from an eternal perspective, they are. 
My 12 year of health challenges didn't feel light and sure didn't feel temporary, but from an eternal perspective and for all eternity, me being in the fullness of health and vitality in heaven, it was light and it was momentary. And me being willing to continue by God's grace and all to his glory, he gave me the ability, he graced me to do it, but willing to participate in it. And I didn't do it perfectly. I've already told you, there were days I murmured and complained. There were days I got discouraged. There were days I got afraid. There were days I got um, 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 despondent almost, like when God, when, why God, why? But by his grace, I was always able to shake that off. And no matter how many times I was in even a place of self-pity sometimes, God would give me the grace to shake it off. And he's shown me that coming back into that faith to decree, to declare in faith, despite the light momentary afflictions, despite all of those symptoms and all of the challenges to all my glands, all my organs, all my symptoms or systems, just despite your prodigal getting further away, despite how your checkbook looks again this month, despite what that latest blood test report says, despite what the latest policies of the government are that are being passed that are wicked or unrighteous, you standing in faith, being willing to continue to believe, confess, have reverence, awe, and respect for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you continuing to believe in the gifts and the power and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and you continuing to seek God for the grace to move in those things and, and, and to make decrees and declares and believe that Isaiah 55, 11, when you send forth the word of the Lord, it does not return void, but accomplishes all that it's sent to do and always bears fruit, whether you see it or not. That choosing to be in faith activates the substance of your faith that we read about in Hebrews 11.1 1, and then begins to establish in this temporal realm what is already won, done, and given through Christ in the eternal realm. You have become, you are a kingdom come conduit in Christ, releasing the reality of the eternal realm into the temporal realm by choosing to believe. That's the weight of glory, that, that weight of the substance of your faith that is actually establishing the truth, the righteousness, the justice, the light, the love, the life of heaven, of truth, of eternal truth in this realm. God is using you so, so powerfully, but I know how the enemy lies in those seasons when you feel like you still have all these symptoms or you still have that negative checkbook balance or your prodigal still seems to be getting further and further away or there's still challenges in relationship, you grab hold of a promise of God. You stand on it. You continue to decree it and declare it, not by your might, not by your power, but by his Holy Spirit that lives in you and is activating the substance of faith through you to establish those eternal truths in the temporal realm. That's how heaven invades earth. Jesus teaches on it in Matthew 16. And I, I don't want to go on too much longer. I want to keep this short for you guys. But you heard me teach on this. When Jesus says, who does the world say that I am? He gives no heed to it. Then when he says to uh, 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 Peter, who do you say that I am? And he says, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. Jesus says, well done, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but your father in heaven. And upon this rock, I shall build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail. And I give you the keys to the kingdom. In other words, you now become, when you know I'm Messiah and you listen to what your father says, eternal truth over what the world says, or over what the report of your flesh would be. When you don't listen to the flesh, you don't listen to the world, but you listen 
to the truth of the Father and come into agreement with it and declare it out loud, you have become the overlap between heaven and earth. This, the revelation of me as Messiah, and then in that, being able to hear your Father and choosing to believe your Father over the report of the world or the condition of the world or what your flesh would cry out in the midst of all that, it actually looses from heaven what has been loosed in heaven and binds in the earth what has been bound in heaven and the gates of hell shall not prevail. You are having so much more impact for the kingdom of heaven in the earth than you realize. Even if like me, you've been in a season where you can barely get out of bed or you can't leave the house or you're so sick, you're so weak or you're so this or you're so that. Continuing to believe, continuing to choose to believe eternal truth over temporary circumstances, light and momentary afflictions that don't look light or seem momentary. You are releasing through the substance of your faith, heaven into the earth. The enemy is terrified of you. And that's why he's been lying to you, trying to discourage you and trying to get you to give up. Not by might, not by power, but by my Holy Spirit, says the Lord, by his living spirit in you and through you. The very same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you dwells in you and it's quickening your mortal body. Does that mean bringing healing and, and lifting you up out of symptoms and challenges and sickness? Absolutely. But it also means that he is giving you that substance of faith to believe eternal truth over temporary circumstances, over headlines, over the report of the world, and even over how your flesh would respond to that and scream back at it. But to listen to the truth of heaven, of your heavenly father, declare it and see it established in the earth. You are having so much more impact for the kingdom of God in the earth than you realize. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Front Lines.